Welcome to Impact AI, brought to you by Pixel Science Yale Labs. I'm your host, Heather Couture. On this podcast, I interview innovators and entrepreneurs about building a mission-driven, machine-learning-powered company. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to my newsletter to be notified about new episodes. Plus, follow the latest research in computer vision for people in planetary health. You can sign up at pixelscientia.com newsletter. Today, I'm joined by guest Jeff Chang, co-founder and CPO of RadAI, to talk about reducing radiologist burnout. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Jeff, could you share a bit about your background and how that led you to create RadAI? Sure. So I started really young. I went to college at 13, uh, med school at 16 at NYU, and then became the second youngest doctor, youngest radiologist on record in the U.S., Ended up practicing as a radiologist in private practice for about 10 years with Greensboro Radiology in North Carolina. And then along the way, I went to business school at UCLA, did some graduate work in machine learning at the University of Edinburgh, and started working on other startups as well. So I uh, took a uh, hardware startup through YC in summer 14. So my co-founder and I have been working together for the past 10 years, and we really saw, based on all the, kind of the overnight shifts I was doing over uh, a decade, that there was a lot of issues with radiologist fatigue and burnout. Like when I do two weeks or three weeks of night shifts in a row, it's just like your brain turns to mush. So how do we uh, save radiologist time? How do we reduce radiologist fatigue and burnout? And so Red AI, uh, which we founded in 2018, was really focused around that on uh, how best to uh, improve daily work and the life of the radiologist. Uh, at the same time, we could also improve the quality of radiology reporting, accuracy, and so on and so forth. So what, what services does Red AI offer? How do you, how do you, how do you productize that? Sure. So our first product is uh, Red AI Omni Impressions. It automatically generates what we call the impression of the radiology report. That's the summarization conclusions, follow-up recommendations of the radiology report. So we as radiologists, we look at the images, but what we actually spend most of our time doing is dictating reports. So our end product is the report. About 75% of all of our time is spent dictating reports using voice recognition. And so RadAI Omni Impressions automatically integrates with all the major voice recognition solutions on the market, and then just automatically generates that last part of the report directly from the text. So it's a pure generative AI directly from the text of what the radiologist dictates to create that last section of the report in their language. So customized to their exact language and style. So that on average saves them about an hour per nine hour shift. It reduces the fatigue and burnout because it reduces the number of words that a radiologist has to say by about a third. And of course, it's also customized to exactly what they would say, which allows them to save more time because they don't have to spend any time editing. So that was our first product. Our second product is continuity. Um, it automates follow-up care coordination. So making sure that patients come back for their necessary follow-up imaging. So when patients have a, a new liver lesion or pulmonary nodule that could turn out to be cancer, if they don't come back and have it followed up annual basis or in three months or six months, then they could come back later on with metastatic disease. And so we want to make sure that they come back for their imaging. So here, we automatically detect any follow-ups that are necessary in the report using our neural networks, and then determine what the time frame is, what the appropriate study is, and communicate directly with the patient and the provider and automate that follow-up cycle. From there, we automated the work list for radiologists, so helping make sure that radiologists get the right study to read at the right time. And so when a group gets large enough, a radiology group, you have thousands or tens of thousands of studies coming in every day. And they have to go to the right radiologist. So based on your credentialing, based on what state you're in on the SLAs for different hospital sites and outpatient imaging sites, you have to make sure that those uh, studies get to the right radiologist at the right time. 
A part of that also involves AI-driven demand forecasting. So making sure that the radiologists that are on site and on coverage are able to read the studies that are about to come in. And then finally, we just announced our new radiology reporting platform, which involves a number of new next-generation AI elements for automatically generating more of the report based on what the radiologist says. So how do we save radiologists more time when dictating? So you mentioned a few different applications there. How does machine learning come into play in each one? Sure. So since we were founded in 2018, we've always been transformer model-based. So uh, starting with our very first product, Omni Impressions, it's always been using transformer models, which have grown along the way alongside uh, GPT and other LLMs. So these have gotten larger and larger, but at the same time, we've also developed more and more models in post-processing. So at this point, we have over 300 additional models in post-processing, models and other algorithms in post-processing that help ensure the accuracy and language customization of the results. Every one of our products is centered around kind of the latest machine learning transformer networks. How do you go about gathering training data for these different models? And do you need to annotate the data for each one as well? So by working with, at this point, we work with eight of the 10 largest radiology groups in the country, as well as many large health systems. We have nearly 400 million radiology reports at this point, just from our customer base. Because we need to do individual user, radiologist user language customization, that means that in order to get their exact language and style, we have to train the models on their historical reports. And so that provides also a very large report data set from which to work with. We do some annotation, some name entity recognition, a few other labeling projects, but for the most part, it doesn't require too much labeling. The quantity of data that you have, if, if it did require annotation, that, that would be a huge effort. So yeah. it, it's, it's good to hear that's not needed for every piece of it. What kinds of challenges do you encounter in, in working with radiology reports and all the, the associated pieces of, of data that you have? I mean, initially, we needed to ensure that we had very accurate uh, de-identification, right? So we handled the identification for uh, the vast majority of our customers. And so at this point, we have, have by far the most accurate de-identification pipeline for radiology reports in the industry, but that required a lot of time to build. There's also a lot of errors in radiology reports and things that we might consider as errors in radiology reports in terms of how radiologists tend to Say, for example, include additional findings that they see last minute in the impression, and it's not in the findings. That's not an error for the radiologist's sake in terms of when a radiology report is being read. But for if training a model, that would turn out to be cause hallucinations, right? Because they're mentioning something in the impression only that wasn't mentioned in the findings. So there's a lot of different types of issues that we have to fix along the way to uh, make sure that the training data is clean, to uh, make sure that both in pre-processing and in post-processing, so ensuring that uh, we have a good quality of data used for training the models, but then also ensuring that the results, when they come out, are accurate in post-processing. So is your focus there largely on, on cleaning data and less so on algorithms that can robustly handle some of these errors? Obviously, you want the output to be as accurate as possible. So I imagine the, the cleaning is, is the essential piece there. It works on both ends, right? So the more you clean the data, the less likely you are to uh, trigger errors because of issues in the data, right? But at the same time, you still need post-processing to help ensure that uh, you've identified the correct clinical concepts, that there aren't any hallucinations and missed findings and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of post-processing that also goes into it. So you sort of have to do the work on both ends. How do you ensure that the technology your team develops will fit in with the clinical workflow and provide the right kind of assistance to clinicians and then ultimately to patients? I'm, I'm sure your many years of experience as a radiologist comes into play there, but things change in the medical world as well. How do you make sure that that workflow is going to 
is going to be the the right setup for the clinicians. It's always been the focus of uh, Red AI from the very first product we built. So how do we make sure it's absolutely seamless for the radiologist, right? That there's no change in the radiology workflow whatsoever. So when we first started building product, I was the uh, first user, tested it for months and months before it could be uh, rolled out to additional radiologists and really was making it as close to a zero click as possible. So at this point, our first product on these on your impressions is entirely zero click, right? So as soon as you get to the impression section of the report, it automatically triggers and detects where you are in the report at all times. So there's absolutely zero change to existing workflow. And that makes it really easy for radiologists to adopt without having to change anything that they currently do. So it's embedded directly into the existing virtual condition platforms that they use. And on the IT deployment side also involves uh, very little work. So we provide an MSI file that can be automatically deployed with any automatic deployment software. So there's no on-prem servers, there are no on-prem requirements, no VMs, no VPNs, so on and so forth. So the more you streamline both the deployment and the training process, getting radiologists or your users used to uh, using the uh, product, the easier it becomes. And the more time, of course, you save for, for the radiologist. And it's much easier to to get it adopted in, in hospitals that need this technology too. Of course, for hospitals, it depends on what specifically makes the biggest difference for them, right? So you also have to make sure, for example, for continuity, we, we really focus on one, it improves the quality of patient care, but two, it also drives new imaging revenue. That's all considered appropriate imaging revenue because it's follow-ups that need to be done. And then three, it reduces the patient liability risk for uh, missed findings. So patients that would come back later with metastatic disease. So reducing patient morbidity and mortality. So it has to have multiple different value adds that appeal across the health system. Machine learning is advancing quite rapidly now. There are new advancements hitting the headlines more frequently than ever. Are there any new developments in AI that you're particularly excited about and can see a potential use case for RAD AI? We're always incorporating any new research we see in terms of uh, as new papers come out, we test and experiment and see if they can be applied to our model architecture. We see if any uh, new LLMs could be useful, whether internally as uh, tools or for some of our newer products. So we're always uh, experimenting with different potential applications, both on the uh, the larger LLM side, but also on any new auto architecture, any new uh, improvements that we see in research papers. So that happens very frequently. We review our uh, internal Slack channels papers. Uh, we, we see multiple papers a week. Yeah, I'm sure the advancements in large language models earlier this year and late last year have giving you a, a lot to work with there as well. Yeah, I mean, we've always been using large language models since uh, we, we started the company on transformers. But yes, uh, a lot of the newer um, LLMs uh, have been uh, very interesting. So these are more for uh, internal applications that uh, we're testing on. For example, for our first product, Red AI Omni Impressions, there's been multiple research papers published in the past month or two that have shown that the GPT-4 is actually much less accurate than the radiologist in generating even simple impressions for chest X-ray reports. So lower accuracy, much lower coherence, whereas uh, Red AI Omni Impressions is far more accurate. So even in complex CT angiogram reports, we reduce the clinical error rate by 47% compared to the radiologist baseline. So our models, because of the post-processing, because of the specific training on radiologist historical reports, they're really much more accurate than current state-of-the-art for the applications that we currently provide. Thinking more broadly about what your goals are at, at Rad AI, how do you measure the impact of your technology and to be sure that you're on track and achieving what you set out to achieve? 
A lot of it is for depending on the product. Like our first product, it's really the time savings for radiologists. So we track how often uh, the product is being used, how much time is being saved per report. And then we can see that across all of the uh, groups and health systems that we work with. We can see uh, the number of radiologists that are using it on a daily basis. Uh, we can see the uh, number of reports for which it's being used, which uh, really allows us to uh, see how that's increasing over time. For continuity, uh, we also can track how often the a patient would not have received follow-up and how often that might turn out to be cancer, right? So how many patients uh, we're helping ensure are diagnosed uh, promptly and treated promptly for uh, new cancers, and so helping uh, save patient lives. So for each of our products, uh, the uh, impact is somewhat different, but we, we really do track these both internally and then also for our customers. Is there any advice you could offer to other leaders of AI-powered startups? I think the key few different types of AI or a number of different types of AI companies, right? So on the one hand, you have a lot of AI companies now that are uh, providing the tools for other companies and other AI companies so that they can uh, train models more quickly, so that they can improve their how they serve models, so on and so forth. So essentially selling their troubles is always a, a useful thing uh, as you create a new industry. For companies that have a specific industry vertical, so for example, for us, for radiology or healthcare, it really is about finding the right product market fit, right? So designing the product such that it's really useful to uh, your your target audience, your specific user base. And so, so much of it can come down to the exact small features that really make it uh, matter more to uh, your, your customer base. So exactly how does the UI work? It's really not just about the uh, models, right? So there can be interesting engineering problems to solve, but if it doesn't provide enough value for your uh, customers, it's not gonna be adopted. So it's very much about how do you ensure that uh, the product is seamless as, as good as possible for your customer base. And finally, where do you see the impact of Rad AI in three to five years? We'll see. So there's a lot that we have planned. Um, so our fourth product, as mentioned, Red AI Omni Reporting, is our next generation reporting platform. Uh, we're doing a uh, launch day on uh, September 27th. If you'd like, uh, please uh, sign up. Uh, you can see from our website. There's a lot of additional products and ideas that we have planned over time. Uh, we are integrating more seamlessly into providing a uh, platform for other imaging AI vendors to uh, be able to insert text and findings into the report and allows us to provide more of this open platform. So over time, we're hoping to provide radiologists with more time savings, with uh, reduced uh, fatigue, proving the uh, efficiency of generating radiology reports So and making the overall radiology workflow more seamless. So each of our products is always focused on how do we save radiologists more time? How do we improve radiology workflow for both radiology groups and health systems? And then over time, expanding overseas to uh, provide more access to uh, imaging diagnostic care across the world. A lot of our long-term mission is really focused on how do we ensure that countries with very few radiologists, uh, very limited access to uh, imaging care can get uh, diagnostic care more promptly. So we talk about how, for example, Malawi only has two radiologists for 21 million people. So how do we make sure that even in uh, countries where there is very little diagnostic imaging access, you could actually also get fast reporting, uh, making sure that the results come back where uh, currently it doesn't. So that's really our goal over the uh, coming years uh, to be able to provide that positive impact on a more global scale. This has been great, Jeff. Your team at Red AI is doing some really interesting work for healthcare. I expect that the insights you've shared will be valuable to other AI companies. Where can people find out more about you online? So radai.com, so R-A-D-A-I 
com, and also follow on our um, news at on LinkedIn. So if you search for Red AI on LinkedIn, there is uh, are a lot of uh, updates and new posts. And as I mentioned, the uh, launch day for our uh, radiology reporting platform, you can also sign up for our uh, launch day uh, webinar. Perfect. Thanks for joining me today. All right. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Heather Couture, and I hope you join me again next time for Impact AI. Thank you for listening to Impact AI. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with a friend. And if you'd like to learn more about computer vision applications for people and planetary health, you can sign up for my newsletter at pixelscientia.com newsletter.